Welcome to Secrets, the recent winner of the Black Podcasters Listeners Love Award, where KP and PR share their knowledge and experiences in corporate America to advocate for creating generational wealth for the village. Here's how our listener describes Secrets. Keith and Ricky talk about everything in the workplace and beyond that you've always wanted to know about but never really felt comfortable asking. From microaggressions to being your authentic self to systemic racism, KP and PR provide some of the most excellent career advice on the market. And in season six, these brothers will continue coming with hot fire on how to stay on code and trying to reach and exceed your career aspirations, how to use your power and privilege for good, and how to survive the same old corporate performative acts. Your hosts, Keith Powell and Ricky Robinson, want to challenge you, as well as corporate America, to be better and do better. So fill up those cups and welcome to season six. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Secrets. Ricky, how you doing today, my friend? I'm doing all right, KP, man, but I think I'm feeling like I need a bit of a sanity check today, right? You know, it's one of those... Am I crazy moments? Okay. <laughs> you know, kind okay. of going on here. Yep. I mean, the psychological manipulation has just been on tilt for a long time. And it seems like it's getting even cloudier, you know, to just see through it right now. Right. Just to see which way is is up, so to speak. Mm-hmm. There have been and continues to be so many things happening. And you and I continue to have tons of conversations with our coaching clients trying to assist them with breaking down the issues that have kept and continue to keep them from getting to the next level within their careers or even just trying to get them adequately uh, compensated in their current roles. Ain't that it? And we're not talking about like ridiculous aspirations, okay? But the simple and or basic things that they should already have, Keith. Okay, you just preaching over there. This, <laughs> all of this is so true. This is my sanity check, this though. Is, this is it. This is sanity check. I'm just going to pile on and, and add to what you were just sharing because I I have to share this example that just happened this past week to bring your point home, right? And just listeners, I just want y'all to understand, you can't make this shit up. You can't make it up. <laughs> we're going to start it off with that. We can't make it up. <clears throat> so a good friend of mine called me in distress and asked for some advice, right? And here's what happened. They had recently taken on additional responsibilities when another team was merged with theirs, Right. And it was their first team meeting, mm-hmm. the first team meeting as a total group. And after handling all the team business and everything, they decided to show a video celebrating Women's History Month. Okay. I mean, that sounds simple enough. Simple enough. The video had already been shown in other parts of the organization the prior year. Got it. At the company. At the company, okay. right? Mm-hmm. And and my friend asked, you know, the the leadership you know, if it was okay to show the video and she got the check marks and everything else. And after showing the video, the team had a really robust discussion, right? At the end of the day, right? In fact, my friend said it was the best discussion we've ever had on any diversity issue, right? My friend noticed that one person hadn't said anything and just simply asked him if he had anything that he wanted to add. And he was kind of gruff and said, man, I'm good okay. kind of thing, right? But she but asked. She asked. Just as facilitation, mm-hmm. just to make sure everybody feels included at the end of the day. Because that's what good leaders do. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. And after the meeting, this dude went to my friend's boss and complained that he was being singled out. Oh, look. Here we go. <laughs> Here, we, Here go. we go. He said he felt uncomfortable talking about transgenders 
mm-hmm. transgenders yep. due to his religious beliefs and was thinking about resigning. Right. My friend was hauled into a Zoom by their boss to account for what was discussed in the meeting and why old boy felt the way that he did. And the boss stated that they were going to dig into what happened and would get back to them on the next steps. So that's when my friend reached out because they were like, I feel crazy. So after your friend, Mm -hmm. you know, we're going to keep her uh, uh, nameless because I know her too. Okay, our sister. So, I mean, her boss comes to her. Yeah. Almost accusatory, not yeah. saying, hey, I understand yeah. or anything like that. It's like, hey, this is what happened. Let me investigate it. I got to investigate. And, and I'm going to get back to you. So and basically dropping a you. pile of shit off in That's your right. lap. Okay? <laughs> That's saying, right. Okay. You're going to hold on to this. Exactly. So I get back to you. Exactly. So I was like, you just got gaslighted. Yeah. Yeah. Lit, you just lit. got gaslighted. And, and assuredly, did nothing wrong. And we could just work over the next few minutes to put a quick action plan together to respond to the boss which included a recording of the meeting because, mm-hmm. to her credit, she recorded the meeting right. right at the end of the day. But then the next day, you know, her boss shared the video with several leaders across the organization to get their input <laughs> as part of the investigation, right? right? Right. Who weren't involved in it previously. Like, none of them were none in it. So at it all. wasn't like this was an investigation. Now we open it up to the public. Not at all. Just crazy. Bad investigating 101, just Bad so that we, just so that we're clear. That's right. So all these leaders that reviewed the meeting, you know, giving the input, and they come back effusive in praise of how my friend had conducted the meeting and said it should be held up as a standard for the company. Boom. <laughs> Now we got a dilemma. Now we got a dilemma. Now we got a dilemma. Yeah, now somebody got to come back and say, hey, I'm sorry, or hey, you did the right thing, or this, that, and the other. Here's the cherry on top. (laughs) This is when it becomes BS. They go on to then ask my friend if they would like to take on a DEI role within the company. Oh, hell. (laughs) Like, really? Really? When, 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 When she was basically on the verge of damn that getting written up or fired. Right. You know? For showing right. the video that they for had the for, for re-showing the video. Re-show the video. She down there about to get fired. Now That's they right. ask her if she want to do diversity. That's right. <laughs> you can't make this you stuff up. You can't make up. shit up. You can't make it up. But again, this is why receipts are important at the end of the day. We talk about it so much because, first off, if they didn't have the, the email showing permission to show the video, if they didn't have a recording of the actual meeting that showed the robust discussions and the interaction and her benign asking of a question to to one dude to see if he wanted to be included. You know, if they weren't willing to stand up afterwards and call out their boss about mm-hmm. what went wrong, she was literally in danger of having her whole career like yeah. messed up. Yeah. And again, we're saying I'm appreciative yes. that we have secrets as a resource for her to be able to reach out to and you as a friend. Right. You know, to be that she that she called you. Mm-hmm. Because the reality is is a lot of folks don't have anybody to call, right? And that. you gotta That's go right. back and process this shit thinking like what what's happening? Yep. You you know, here, right? So again, this is ridiculous. It, it, this is not a made-up scenario. It's not a made-up scenario. Okay? And being on code, Keith, you know, means that you as a leader have to be self-aware enough to know 
when you are gaslighting people, yes, okay, and how to stop gaslighting, mm-hmm. you know, from happening in your organization, mm-hmm. which leads us to today's conversation. Okay, now mm-hmm. y'all gonna probably hear quite a bit from us, right? Because <laughs> we right. both got something to say. That's okay, be a good one today. But this episode today, we are going to uh, define gaslighting and provide examples of when we've experienced it, as well as provide examples of what gaslighting looks like in the workplace. Mm -hmm. We will provide you with receipts on the impact of gaslighting in the workplace, and we'll close out by providing three secrets on how to respond to gaslighting when it comes your way, because it is coming, okay? It is absolutely coming. So, Keith, man, let's just jump into this and maybe start out with just maybe defining gaslighting for folks. Yeah, because a lot of people, we hear the word all the time now. It's like in the dictionary, (laughs) in our vernacular all day long. But gaslighting is basically a type of abuse that causes someone to doubt their perceptions or sanity at the end of the day, right? And it takes it can take place in any kind of relationship, but often involves an imbalance of power yeah. at the end of the day. These power dynamics are real. And people who experience gaslighting may feel confused or as though they, they can't do anything right. They may question their memory or worry that they have a mental illness. You know, they may also actually defend the person who is actually gaslighting them, right? <laughs> right, 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 and feel some type of reliance on them to, like, get through the world. It does crazy, it's, it's when, crazy. You, when you really think about the, the, right. the, the whole, you know, uh, manipulation piece of this, right? But I think, like, but let's, like, actually talk about a little bit of uh, work lighting, um, like, workplace gaslighting, yeah. okay? Some workplace gaslighting, right? So, again, the definition for that is persistent individual, group, or institutional bias and negativity Rather than solid proof, strong facts, established cases, and or proven data. So, again, this yeah. is just making shit up. Yeah, okay, when we're thinking about it, right? right? But creation of a negative, unfavorable uh, narrative about the gaslightee, okay, mm-hmm. uh, contrary to actual evidence. Yes. Like we talk about, yep. at Secrets, we talk about the receipts. Receipts. So, this is somebody <laughs> talking out the side of their neck with no receipts, That's okay? Right. And the damages the gaslightees personal or professional reputation takes as a result of exactly this. that's like workplace it's workplace like. stuff and we've talked about this in the past about why it's so important to control the narrative around your performance yes because yes. and keep receipts because you get lit up <laughs> you can get lit up that is exactly true and and look as i listen to these definitions i think about how i have perpetuated gaslighting in personal relationships, okay, mm-hmm. and how I have been gaslit, yes. you know, in in uh, this regard as well, and and brother, I just got to tell you, it really ain't cool, it you ain't know, cool. gaslighting. It's like cool. whether you whether it's being done to you or you're doing it to somebody else is just really not cool, right? But you know, you know, Keith, I, now I'm gonna keep it 100 with you, okay? <laughs> now you know when there is like a topic that you that your significant other, you know, wants to talk about. Something you may have done, whether it was in some pa- in the past Uh-oh. or, pre- you know. What Rick, this- Ricky about to get in trouble, Yeah, yeah, y'all. yeah, yeah. Wait, wait. You, you know, because I say this, a lot of times this is some shoot, some shit rooted in some other shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? This ain't really about what happened today. This is like about what happened some time ago. But still, okay, mm-hmm. you know when there's a topic that, you know, your significant other wants to talk about and you can 
feel it, right? As they they stare into your soul, where they continue to bring up the uh, the situation politely a few times before it starts to get a little rowdy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Start to get a little rowdy. A little, you know? Yes, yeah, right. You, know, you, you feel something. You're trying going to do what now. you're doing. You're over there wiggling toes, you're shaking ice in your cup, and all of a sudden, ice start melting fast. Exactly. You know, something. You going start on. sweating. You're like, is the heat on? <laughs> That's right. Is the heat on? No, no, no. You you know what I mean, though. That's about to be on. And rather than talk about it, you will avoid the issue, the conflict, and and all of the smoke, you know, that comes with it. Uh-huh. In fact, you casually forget to talk. You know, I'm saying casually, but on purpose, right? You forget to talk about it when uh, you said you would speak about it. Heck, you might even go out to dinner or to a public event, you know, together or, you know, bring home some flowers or compliment them on how good they look. The point is, at the end of the day, you'll try every trick in the book to avoid addressing this issue as you should. But at the end of the day, Keith, this is gaslighting. Yes. Okay. Like, but, you know, at the end of the day, Keith, when I really think about it, if this is what happens in our personal relationships, and I'm making fun of it because yeah. it really does happen. Oh, yeah. That happens okay. to everybody that's it, been it, in a relationship. It, it, it does happen. But imagine how bad it gets when you're at work. Oh, boy. You can't really run. You can't go to the you other room. You can't run and hide. That's right. You can't right. go to the other room. You, you can't say, I'm going to be right back. No. Yeah, they, they're like, didn't you take your break already? That's right. <laughs> it's for sure. They start it's asking sure. about them TPS reports again. Mm-hmm. Here we go. All the time. <laughs> and you're giving me a little PTSD over here because I'm thinking back to one of my situations mm-hmm. at work. You know, we didn't have a term for it back then. But now I realize my boss was gaslighting my ass Every damn day. He was lighting you up, man. <laughs> Every day for at least at least a year. Yeah. At least a year. And, it, was, and it wasn't even micro. It wasn't micro. He was macro. Uh, uh, that's he right. Was macro lighting you. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. He that's was coming right. in there with a torch, exactly. not that little, exactly. not a little match. Exactly. I used to be light-skinned yet. <laughs> <laughs> put that put that put that glass down. Put that glass down, Keith. K E E F E Keith. Oh Lord, have mercy! But we would literally have conversations about next steps on a project mm-hmm. or a people issue, and then the very next time that we talked, it was like we had never talked at all. <laughs> oh, the conversation yeah. had never happened. Right? I was accused of like not being a team player, or not moving fast enough, or not being ruthless enough. Yeah, whatever it was. And then there was all, always this denial that the actions that I took were the things that we had talked about. <laughs> <laughs> or if he agreed that, yeah, you did it, but you didn't keep me informed along the way. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's still messed up. Mm-hmm. Or whatever it was, it was always something right. that I did wrong that caused the situation to be like crazy. Right. And so, Again, gaslighting was not a term in circulation during that time, but that's exactly what was going on because this dude was like messing with my mind, right? It was like making me think I was crazy. I was starting to question my competence. I stopped taking strategic risk. I stopped like pushing and driving for change. Right, right. And you know, that's what I'm all about exactly. <laughs> at the end of the day. And then to top it off, my physical health went for a downturn. Yeah, you know, just a hot mess yeah. at the end of the day. But it was all because of all this, ga- that's what it was. Right, right. right. I, I, you know, and, and the crazy part is, KP, like I remember that time from, I remember that mess, mm-hmm. okay? And brother, you had me concerned, you know, like mm-hmm. in a big way, you know, back then. You had yep. me concerned, you know, 
You know when somebody call you and they be like, you, you all right? You all right? <laughs> they ask you like real gingerly because they don't want to upset the apple cart. They're like, hey, brother, how's it going? How's it going? Yeah, you okay cool? today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You all right? Exactly. Be like, Ricky, I don't have a gun. I ain't coming up. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm going to be over there in a few minutes now, okay? It's me, okay? It's me. You know, but it's crazy because bosses and other people in power get good at gaslighting you, yes. right? And even better at gaining support in their narratives that they create at the end of the day about you, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's really about those leaders not acknowledging issues and concerns or taking accountability for rectifying them either, True. right? So it's like you're they're pushing you out there on that island, right, and going to blame it on you at yes. some point. Mm-hmm. Now, you and I have spoken at length with each other and to the Secrets Village even, right, about a leader that I work with in the not so distant past that was the gaslight master. Right? <laughs> now I ain't gonna say his name, that's, okay? That's right. But I'm gonna talk about his ass, okay? Right. <laughs> but I mean, like this executive leader, his actions or lack of accountability were all major reasons for the low morale. Uh, for employees, but the low employee morale, engagement, and overall high turnover. Mm-hmm. And when I or my department brought any of the concerns to his attention, he would uh, he would uh, like have you like you would have thought like he was like a politician. Yeah, the way that he was ducking and dodging ducking. accountability. Yes, yeah, Just moving it, and swaying. It, 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 it was like it's the like, Matrix. It was like, like the didn't have nothing to do with me. Shit That's... was coming his way, man, and he was like the Matrix. Oh. Yeah, he didn't have a spine the way he was moving, man. Oh. <laughs> Exactly. I'm like, whoa. But the end result was my department and I essentially getting blamed for not taking action quick enough, as you were talking about, Uh or keeping him in the loop adequately. It was all your fault that people leaving. And and and, and to your point, this is after my regular cadence of meetings, weekly Mm -hmm. and sometimes biweekly, email recaps after I had the meeting, Mm -hmm. and status updates that I would send separately to him Uh on the projects, right? So it's like, we know... Look, we talk about how hard it is to get the job. Yeah. It's harder to keep the job. It's hard to keep the job you know when that's going on. Yeah, and, right. and, we, and we're trying to be prepared. So to your uh, uh, point earlier, this dude had me questioning myself for a brief moment. But, you know, when I really look at it now, this was a clear example of gaslighting in an effort to damage the brand and overall credibility of me, you know, and my team. Yeah, totally, totally. And we know this happens every single day. To, think, to some of our people. But think about how many people don't even say anything. Don't say anything. Right? That's or right. people who may not even realize that these slick comments and this type of stuff That's is right. actually happening. What like they're is. not That's connecting right. the they're dots. They're not connecting the dots because you're just walking around feeling like, am I stupid? Oh, my God. Look, and look. In my situation and in Keith's, um, you know, scenario, we both realized that we needed some additional assistance and outside counsel to help us get through and just remain sane, yep. you know, at the end of the day. And I just wanted to continue our conversation as we kind of we shared our personal story, but really just wanted to get a little scientific about it now because it's not like this ain't happening. And it's not like we're making this shit up. <laughs> and like we're making this shit yeah. up. <laughs> so, so, so this again, Keith, as we talk about, this is like when we go into the receipts. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, and I know a lot of folks 
maybe new, you know, to Secrets. So we talk about what's going on with us, and we give you some real life examples. Then we back it up with the receipts. So yeah, and this is and the receipts are coming. <laughs> <laughs> this is just to continue the conversation. But according to author Preston Nee, who wrote a book entitled "How to Successfully Handle Gaslighting and Stop Psychological Bullying," he describes seven traits a gaslighter at work may engage in either purposefully or unconsciously. And this first one, we did talk about persistent negative narrative about the gaslighting's performance, Mm. credibility, product or service. Typically, the negativity is based on personal judgment and bias accusations rather than facts and validity. Ooh, ooh, boy, I might, (laughs) I might, I might take me another sip. That's right. right? And again, we're saying. We're not making this stuff up. There's a book. There's a book about this, right? About this. And as Keith said, we're gonna get into the receipts later. This is a book. That's right. This ain't even part of the receipts That's right. over here. That's right. I mean, again, look, persistent. Another issue here when we talk about it that, that's uh, noted in in the in the book there is persistent negative gossip about the gaslighter's professional and or personal characteristics. I mean, this ain't even got nothing to That's do with right. anything, man. Nothing. At the end of the day, ongoing negative gossip is also a form of passive aggressiveness, right? That's right. And again, we're talking about keeping shit going. Yeah. No, <laughs> you know, it's at so the end true. of the day, it's keeping so shit true. going about talking about something that's not even relevant. Yes. Or proven. Or proven. Mm-hmm. Black women. All day. And they hair. Yeah. All day. Did she seem like she was angry to you? That's right. That's right. Or, you know, you see how her hair, she had braids in today. You know, is that professional? Exactly. (laughs) Calling something into question. And when we were talking to her, it seemed like she was real sharp with us. I mean, why is she so aggressive? Right. (laughs) Just crazy. Just crazy. A third trait is persistent negative public comment or publicity in Mm face-to-face, online, individual group meetings, memorandums, reports, performance evaluations. Uh, customer reviews or other scenarios. Again, the negative branding and smearing that happens is largely based on falsehoods or exaggerations rather than concrete evidence and facts. And that damages the gaslighting's professional credibility and personal reputation at the end of the day. You know, those little slick comments in a meeting. Not even necessary. Uh, mm-hmm. Those things, you know. <laughs> Not even necessary. Not even necessary. Yeah. But, but, but once you've but said they it, it, but one, and once it's been said, written, yep. <laughs> it's hard to take it, that it's back. It's hard to you take it back. You can't unsee what you just saw or what, you, what you heard. Back. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the other trait here, uh, Keith, to, uh, to 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 mention is persistent negative humor and sarcasm, mm. right? Because it ain't funny to you, yeah. Okay, but it's this this humor and this sarcasm expressing hostility or uh, condescension disguised as humor, sarcasm to tease, mock, belittle and marginalize the gaslightee, right? Mm-hmm. Often followed by just kidding or no offense. No offense. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's the classic. You know, hey, hey, or, or, or they started off with, hey, uh, no no um, offense. No offense. Okay, like, right. which means I'm getting ready to offend you. That's right. That's exactly. <laughs> you know, that's, that's how it that's right. starts, right? It's like with my mom, she says, I don't mean no harm, but... I'm about to harm the hell out of somebody. Wait, wait, I don't mean no harm, which means you can close your ears if you don't want to hear this. Exactly, because it's coming. Well, that's actually, that's almost like, Lord, you know my heart, right? That's right. I'm about to say something slick, Lord. Bless me. Put hands on me. Put hands on me. <laughs> Oh boy! The next trait that it, that he identifies is persistent professional exclusion, right? This is like the invisible professional segregation, or yeah. the old boys system, or the in-group bias, or the glass ceiling, the bamboo ceiling, the tortilla ceiling. All these 
exclusions, you know, that deny you the opportunity to network and, and develop professionally. It denies you promotions and advancement and leadership opportunities. Despite the fact that mm-hmm. the gaslighty is clearly capable of being in that role or qualified to participate. And so you're just excluding them just because. Yeah. Yeah, without reasonable justification. That's right. Because everybody just, they, mm-hmm. you didn't get the invitation. That's right. You know, I, I think the other uh, characteristics uh, uh, characteristic that I'd like to uh, uh, highlight here is just the persistent and verifiable bullying oh. and intimidation at the workplace. Ooh, that's mean, what you went through. Oh, my God. You're talking about <laughs> punking, trying to punk somebody. That's right. Literally. <laughs> Literally. Coming up to me asking me, was I going to eat my cornbread? <laughs> you going to eat your cornbread? Finally, finally, I'm going to have to tell him it's going to be some consequences and repercussions if you touch my cornbread, you know? But again, the bullying. We got to talk about that uh, gift bag. <laughs> we got to figure out a way to talk about that swag <laughs> bag that I got because it was <laughs> it was the most swagless, the craziest bag I've ever received. A uh, 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 hello, welcome to the company gift. No offense. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I... What I didn't know that that was harmful. <laughs> the last trait <laughs> that Preston Nee identifies is persistent and verifiable inequitable treatment compared to other employees of similar or less experience and mm-hmm. accomplishments. Despite a strong record of positive collaboration and noteworthy contributions. Right? Mm-hmm. And when significant when questioned about the matter, the gaslighter may misdirect <laughs> or blame the gaslightee. For being the cause of their own victimization. Yeah. This feels like Tennessee. Oh, <laughs> what just happened in Tennessee, exactly. right? It's just like. You're being too sensitive. You're, you're not too handling sensitive. Right. You're handling yeah, that right. might have been wrong, but you you went way over. You went way at the, at the thing, right? Dude. I'm just mentioning what happened here, That's right? right? I just stood up and, you know, representing my constituents. And you trying to sit me down. Oh, my goodness. This is crazy. But But look. Like maybe let's 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 kind of switch gears here and, and and give you know folks like just some some signs yes. that they are being gaslit yeah right like mm-hmm. the gaslighting is happening to you like we talked about some of those characteristics that we see of mm-hmm. people who do the gaslighting this is what it looks like when it's happening to you right you, like I can recall personally feeling uncertain you know, of what people's perceptions were of me, right? Mm-hmm. They're like, wait a minute, how, you know, you're talking about being really aggressive and this thing, and you're like, oh, wow. So now I'm, I'm starting to kind of get was in my I? head, like, like I'm going back and looking at my, at my email, looking at my text or my note or mm-hmm. looking at the video from being in front of an all hands meeting or something like that. Like you're really starting to question, you know, and be uncertain how did they even get this perception? Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no doubt. Another sign that you're being gas gaslighted is frequently questioning if you are remembering things correctly. <laughs> you're like, right, right. wait a minute, I thought that I said this or I did that. Yeah. Is that what really happened? Yeah, are you walking around asking people, did I remember this correctly? And things like that. That That's a sure sign that you probably didn't got gaslit. Yeah. I mean, and then, you know, as we were talking about all last season and as we're, you know, kind of speaking about right this second here is, you know, also, Keith, believing that you're irrational or that you're crazy, right? right? Because, you know, you done walked around and asked some questions. You done went back and tried to look at your emails and your text messages. 
you can't find it. People don't quite know what you're talking about. Now you're starting to think like, damn, I must be crazy. That's right. That's it, right. it must be me. Must be me. Yeah, it must be me. Must be I'm going to start getting me some more sleep. Yep. Let me push mm-hmm. this glass to the side over here. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And this one I talked about earlier in my personal situation where you're you're feeling incompetent or unconfident yeah. or even worthless. You're mm-hmm. just like, why am I here? What am I doing? Am I... Maybe I should just step to the side. Maybe, maybe step I'm to not the built side. That's this. right. I'm not built for this. This is, you know, maybe I'm imposter syndrome starts yeah. to set in. All or, those things. Or uh, as we've, you know, kind of been able to break down with some of our coaching clients, they start saying, "Well, I'm not sure if I really want to be a people leader. Yeah, I'm not sure if I really want, mm-hmm. you know, to get to the VP ranks or whatever it is. Right. Be- and it's all because of a bad boss or a situation. That's right. They've been gaslit like mm-hmm. <laughs> to yeah, death. It, it, exactly. <laughs> to death. I think the other one is like constantly apologizing. To the abusive person, oh, right? Lord. They're abusing you, and you're like, "Oh, I'm. I, I apologize. Oh, I didn't get X, uh, you know, from you. Oh, I apologize. I'm Let sorry. me send that back that's to right. you, Let you know. See. That's right. Or you know, you said you were going to do X. You're like, I did. You're I like, did. okay, well, if I did, I apologize. Like, yeah. So you're constantly apologizing for shit you know you didn't do. That's right. Okay. Mm-hmm. They're in your head. Yes. You know, and, and that's you know that's probably another uh, episode one day when Keith and I talk about. Why we don't necessarily like to apologize. Yes. That's right. <laughs> or the right way to apologize. Right way to apologize. Yeah, it, it, exactly. So, that's so right. We, we, you know, but again, I think that's a, another sign, mm-hmm. you know, that you're being gaslit. Yep. And a sidebar to that is you start defending the gaslighter's behavior to others. Yeah. Like, well, you know, that's just the way he. That's is. right. He didn't really mean that. Yeah. You know, this exactly. is what he was really trying to yeah. say. Like, that's right. And and you're like, wait a minute, we all got jobs, okay? Right. Like, and the person who's probably gaslighting you tends to be in a higher ranking position yes. than you this are. This is power, exactly. Well, the power dynamics. Clearly, they know what they're doing. Yes. You know here. And then lastly, uh, you know, the way that I kind of look at it is, I think you start to become like withdrawn or isolated from others, right? Because now you're like, you're kind of in your head. If you're an energy person like me, you don't want to bring somebody else's energy down. Mm-hmm. You don't want them to say, what's wrong? Or you got to keep talking about it. So now you start kind of withdrawing yes. a little bit and start to become a bit like reclusive. Mm-hmm. You know. But Keith, at the end of the day, all of the stuff that we've been talking about, things that we've been through, some of the warning signs, you know, all of the characteristics in the book. I mean, there, there there's an impact. There's totally you know I mean? an impact because all this gaslighting, I mean, it can have tremendous impacts on your physical and mental health, even on your career trajectory. I yeah, mean, that yeah. almost shut my friend's career down. It was yeah. about to be over. Right, right. If she didn't have receipts. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think about like in the situations that we talked about health-wise. Yes. You know, it does something like that. Blood pressure yes. is real. That it was stress, real. You know, is real when you think about that. And I think the moral of the story for me is like if we don't stop the gaslighting from taking place in our personal relationships or especially in our corporate environments, this type of uh, behavior will become normalized. Yeah, that's right. And that's the scary thing to me yeah. about what's going on in the world. Like right now, it's just like uh, you re- don't believe what you saw or believe what you read. <laughs> there was just believe dust what, up. I, what I'm telling you. There was a dust up. That's right. <laughs> There was no insurrection. There was dust up. Oh boy! Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and and again, I know people listen to us, Keith, and they think we're getting emotional about it. We're making stuff up sometimes. This, that, and the other. Well, look, we just talked to you about 
things that came from a book. Somebody yes. wrote a book <laughs> a about book. this, right? <laughs> That's right? We are going to double click right now and actually start talking about those receipts. Yes. Okay. You are not crazy. You're not okay? crazy. Everybody, we want you to get on code as we start thinking about these receipts and later we'll talk about the secrets. But today we're gonna we're going to share some receipts on the impact of uh, gaslighting in the workplace. Yeah. Okay. So Keith, hit us with receipt number one. Yeah. Receipt number one, according to an article in Medical News Today, gaslighting may contribute to anxiety, depression, and psychological trauma, especially if it is part of a wider pattern of abuse. Mm -hmm. Additionally, gaslighting and similar behaviors can significantly undermine a person's self-esteem and mental health. Yeah. That's, that's why we've had verification of this verification. That's right. <laughs> this receipt has been verified. I mean, that's that's crazy. Like, yeah. if you don't listen to anything else, receipt number one tells you everything you need. To everything know. you need to know. That's right. Look, receipt number two, according to a study by uh, sociologist Paige L. Sweet, gaslighting typically occurs in these four relationships: domestic violence, intimate partners who are not otherwise abusive, parents and other family members. And institutional gaslighting, primarily in the workplace. Yep. So those like these forms of gaslighting rely on different dynamics. For example, workplace gaslighting often has to do with a racial discrimination, but they all involve power imbalance. Absolutely. This is exactly what we talk about. Exactly what we're talking about all the time, especially in the workplace, right? Yep. I mean, a lot of it is race, is gender, is all the things that marginalize employees face mm -hmm. that have to be dismantled. Yep. Because we're being lit up all, all day long. All day long. All day long. Something, right? And our final receipt, receipt number three, according to a Harvard Business Review article written by DEI executive uh, Mita Malik, organizations of all sizes are racing to develop their leaders, spending over $370 billion a year globally on leadership training. $370 billion. billion. We need to get some of that, Ricky. I'm just saying. I mean, we, we're talking about like. The amount of money spent on wars. On war. That's right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know That's what I'm right. saying? That's right. We're talking about national deficit type money. Yes. And despite spending all that money, $370 billion, research shows that almost 30% of bosses are toxic. Absolutely. So you spend all that money on leadership training and development and still a third, almost third of them are still toxic. Mm -hmm. Don't give a damn. We know a few of them. We know a few right. of them in that third. That's right. That's right. That's right. And moreover, gaslighting can damage the victim's well-being and performance, as well as the reputation of the company overall. Yeah. Right? Because we talking about it. We yep. talk about our experiences. You know, and we're going to keep talking about them. Right. Because right. that's what we remember. And, and the impact that it had. And we got, we had you, the Secrets Village, telling us about your experience. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so we know, we know, again, that we're not crazy. But again, as we're talking about, you know, how to, uh, like we're, we're talking about the, the the receipts and the prevalence, you know, of of this being out there. Right. Uh, Keith, I think it's time that we just hit people with some secrets, yeah, man. Yeah, sure. Let's because, do it. Because, again, the secrets are important to be able to help you be self-sufficient to help you advocate, you know, for yourself. So today we're going to provide three secrets, as we said earlier, on how to respond to gaslighting, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. So number secret uh, number one is keep those receipts. Yes. Secret number two, tell somebody. Okay. Secret number three, exit fast. Yes. Okay. Get, Get your ass out of there, right? <laughs> so Keith, secret number one, brother, talk to us about yeah, keeping keep those, those receipts. Yeah, keep those receipts. And 
hey, if that example I did shared at the beginning didn't help you out, I don't know what to say, right? <laughs> right, right? Because again, you need to write it down when you experience it, take pictures, create a video memo, whatever you need to do to document the experience, just do it. Because recording that persistent record of behavior will help justify any claims you decide to make in the future. And on the flip side, take care of your performance. Again, document your accomplishments, those key milestones you met, and document any agreements that you had with your boss or your team at the end of the day because you have to control the narrative so it doesn't control you. Yeah, and and, and to your point, I mean, I think that's extremely helpful, you know, right mm-hmm. then. That, we could literally stop at we secret stop. number one. That's okay? right. But I also think secret number two is extremely important in terms of just tell somebody. Yep. Okay. And I know it's not always cool to like voice your concerns or this stuff. But when we say tell somebody, we're talking about tell HR, tell a trusted colleague, talk therapy. Whatever you need to do. Focus on your self-care. Your health and mental well-being is far more important than any job. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's not worth holding on to these, you know, issues and silence and trying to deal with it on your own. I mean, at the end of the day, Keith, you can get another job. Yes, you can. But you cannot get another life. We only got one. Exactly. We only got one. And I don't know about you, Keith. Like, I don't want, if something happened to me, I don't want them putting no bench out there for people to sit on at lunch and birds to to crap on. I don't want no special rock. Right. Okay. I don't want no tree. I don't want any of that stuff. I want to live. I want to live. I want to die at work. As long as I can. Because of the job. (laughs) Exactly. You know, you're totally right. And our last secret is eggs. It fast. Get Again, no one needs to put up with this persistent abuse, right? Yep. If you're getting gaslighted at work, it's probably just time to move on and call a spade a spade, especially if your boss is the one doing it to it, because the chances of them stepping up mm-hmm. and advocating on your behalf and moving you up the career ladder is slim. To none. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Because right? they, they have an idea and a narrative in their head. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, look, look I, I'm hoping... You know, that our village, that the, the Secrets listeners got something from this today. I mean, we active about this and we're serious about this because it happened to us. Yes. And we continue to see it happen to you all. Mm-hmm. And we need it to stop. So being stop. on cold to us is make this shit stop. That's you right. know, so look, you can find more resources on the secrets and the receipts that we shared today by simply going to our website, secrets.com. And looking in the show notes for this episode specifically. Yeah. And Rick had just talked about, I mean, gaslighting is the opposite of being on code. <laughs> exactly. The exact opposite. So we all need to do better. And as we wrap, again, we always want to thank our Seekers Village for your support. We couldn't do this without you. And we're just trying to get it together in 2023. So you can help us out by telling five friends to listen, join our LinkedIn group, write that review on Apple or Spotify. Check out that gear. Always. Always. We always trying to move some kits, y'all. So And look, and the coin meter is spinning every day on our website. We helped you, uh, the Secrets Village, get over seven million dollars in compensation increases in less than three years. Yep. Okay, less mm-hmm. than three years. And we want to get it to fifty million. We got okay? to. We yeah, got we to. We're trying to stick it to the man, okay? <laughs> That's exactly what we're trying to do. But ultimately, it's about that generational wealth, yes. right? And this is how you impact that, right? Closed mouths do nope. not get fed, nope. okay? And if you've been putting off, like, getting your executive coaching, yep. just stop it. Stop it. I mean, it's like, like, stop messing around, you know? It's time to invest in yourself and tell a friend to do the same, 
Also, if you want to help negotiate, if you want help like negotiating your your salary or an increase or negotiating that severance agreement or revising your resume, just book an hour with us. I mean, I I understand some folks don't want to pay for the, the whole coaching package. But just just book an hour with us. An hour will be fine. You will absolutely not regret it. Absolutely. No doubt. And we're going to get on code right now by filling these cups up. It's empty. It's empty. Keith been on one over there. I've been one over there. That's right. That's right. I'm drinking a little wine today. You know, this glass is... Not drinking, drink. It's, it's empty, y'all. It's echoing. It's echoing <laughs> as, as I hold it up to my it mouth. It had legs. That's right. It had legs. <laughs> so we got to get back to work. And Seekers Village, we appreciate y'all. Thanks for tuning in today. And remember, when we share, you transform. Peace. Thank you for listening. And we hope you enjoyed yet another episode of Secrets. If you are motivated and excited about being a part of the Secrets Village after listening to Keith and Ricky, please show these brothers some love by spreading the word to people that you know need this knowledge. Until next time, cheers.